as God intended. Let's go. says and welcome to healers welcome healers to looking for healing radio uh where pharmaceuticals are not medicine but love always is i'm your host dr brian artis thank you so much for listening remember to tell all your freedom friends they can join us live on the america out loud talk radio network and via recorded podcast at americaoutloud.com also you can find us on the iHeartRadio, spotify and pandora networks just download the america out loud phone app for apple android or alexa whatever you need to listen at your leisure Looking for Healing Radio, today is being brought to you by GlobalHealing.com, simply the finest, most potent, most effective natural medicines in the world today. Feel the difference, integrity, and love for medicine making can make for you. Go to GlobalHealing.com and enter promo code OUTLOUD to discover the medicine God intended for us all. Get incredible deals and find Global Healing and all of the wonderful AOL sponsors at AmericaOutloud.shop. All right. I think I have a great show for you today. Uh, this is Looking for Healing Radio. And I hope you had a great weekend. Hope 2024 is kicking off with a bang. Hopefully you got some re relaxation during the holidays. Hopefully you've recouped, got some resolutions in order. Uh, just so y'all know, this is January 2024. It's called, <laughs> not a joke. I'm going to do an entire presentation here on one disease disorder. All right. Did you know January is Cervical Health Awareness Month? All right. Now. There are actually three parts of your spine. One's called the cervical, thoracic, and lumbar. Uh, this is not what we're talking about. January is Cervical Health Awareness Month, and they are referencing the cervix of the female. So a female has her uterus, and just below there is a portion of uh, muscle called the cervix or a piece of tissue. Uh, when a nurse is checking a woman who's going into labor and they're coming out, giving you a number of dilation, they'll say you're dilated to a one or you're not dilated at all. The goal is to make you aware that as the cervix is dilating, uh, there is a reference of zero to 10 they're looking for. Is it, has that cervix opened at all? They're looking for the dilation or opening of the cervix. The cervix is the part of the uterus in which the baby comes out of into the vaginal canal to give birth. Today, or January 2024, this month, January, is Cervical Health Awareness Month. Now, if you're a male and you're listening to this radio show and you don't think this applies to you, this absolutely applies to you because the entire talk of this show and the referencing of Cervical Health Awareness Month has everything to do with males and females, how to prevent it, how to cure it, what they're telling you to do about cervical health awareness is absolutely implicated for all humans that are males and females. And you'll understand why when we get through this. So I'm going to teach you, uh, I'm going to take you through what are some of the different diseases they call of the cervical kind, and then what other kind of diseases in man and females are the exact same outcome as cervical diseases for a female. Because those same tissues are affected the same ways in males and females, even though men don't have a cervix. All right. So I'm actually reading from the National Cervical Cancer Coalition's website nccc.org. All right. What is the cervix? 
The cervix is the lower part of the uterus in the human female reproductive system. It's about two to three centimeters long and roughly cylindrical in shape, and it changes during pregnancy. The narrow central cervical canal runs along its entire length, connecting the uterus cavity and the vagina, the part of the vagina called the lumen. The opening into the uterus is called the internal os, and the opening into the vagina is called the external os. Lower part of the cervix, known as the vaginal portion of the cervix, bulges into the top of the vagina. The cervix has been documented anatomically. found this interesting. They've been writing about this part of the female body since the time of Hippocrates over 2,000 years ago. All right, so what do we need to know? It's Cervical Health Awareness Month per nccc.org. The World Health Organization has a plan for the elimination of cervical cancer through vaccination and screening. And then it says we can get there. <laughs> so their goal is to eliminate cervical cancer. And they state the only way they're going to do that is through vaccinating people and then looking to see, do they have cervical cancer? And then what's the treatment? Chemo, radiation, and surgery, as always, when they can't figure out how to fix something. But they're telling you the only way to prevent it is with the vaccine. All right. This January, we encourage you, they were, they continue to learn more about cervical health and cervical cancer prevention and take steps to help eliminate the preventable cancer. Everyone, please listen to me. I don't care if you have a cervix or not. If you had a full hysterectomy and they removed it by chance, which they don't usually do, or you're a male and you don't think this applies to you, this entire presentation applies to you. And you're going to find out why here in just a second. I'm just doing this show because the CDC is wanting you to be aware cervical disease month of January. I want you to be aware of what they're lying to you about and what you can do about it. All right. They continue on their website to start, learn about cervical health and cancer prevention. There are two important tools for prevention. They state, and there's only these two HPV vaccination and regular screening. That's a quote. What is the cervix? It is a part of the female reproductive organs. Just like I said, you get go from one to ten during a during a uh, labor and delivery. Cervical disorders include these: cervicitis, C E R V I C I T I S, inflammation of the cervix. This is usually they say from an infection. I am quoting from Medline Plus Online. Cervical incompetence. This is actually a disease condition where the cervix can't stay tight and it opens up to let the baby out before it's due. Can lead to miscarriage premature birth. And then there's cervical polyps and cysts. These are abnormal growths on the cervix. Now, two big diseases, they say, of the cervix are, since this is Cervix Awareness Month, Cervical Health Awareness Month, cervical dysplasia and cervical cancer are the two big ones. All right. So from the American Cancer Society's website, I'm quoting, they have an article titled, What Causes Cervical Cancer? And I have it highlighted here, a quote that I want to read to you. HPV, the human papilloma virus, is not the only cause of cervical cancer. Most women with human papilloma virus don't get cervical cancer. Now, this is super important for all you looking for healing. Everybody out there getting pap smears, sending your wives and loved ones and females, daughters to get pap smears, which you should 100% stop right now and never do again, ever. No one should ever do a pap smear, ever, 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 ever. If anything, do a thermogram. I could not be more deadly serious about this conversation. 
but they are going to try to scare you that you need to get a pap smear all the time in case we can find something precancerous or cancerous that we can treat you for, which is radiation, chemotherapy, and surgery. They want to mutilate your body or kill you or poison you. That's why they want you to go get a pap smear. Let's find something wrong and charge you for it. We'll just stop going there. All right. So they're going to tell you the most common cause for cervical cancer, which is a big, big problem. They're going to tell you the number one most common cause is a virus called the human papilloma virus. They tell you the only way that we know now to prevent cervical cancer is to use an HPV vaccine. And I'm going to go fully into detail about this vaccine to prevent the virus. They say that causes the cancer. I want to reiterate on the American cancer society's website right now, there's an article titled what causes cervical cancer on the, in the very first part of this article It's the first, second, third, fourth, fifth paragraph. HPV is not the only cause of cervical cancer, but they tell you that's the only thing they're worried about in America. Most women, they continue with the virus. Don't get cervical cancer. Okay. Couple of key words here. Most women with the virus, if they do a pap smear or do a test for HPV and they say you have it, I need you to know something. Most people who even have the virus will never get cancer. That is direct quote from the American Cancer Society. Even if you have HPV people or your medical doctor test you for it, male or female, and they say you have it. You need to know the American Cancer Society. Most of you will never get cancer. However, every MD on earth is going to scare the shit out of you and tell you because you have that virus, you are at higher risk for getting a cancer. No, you're not. In fact, on the American Cancer Society's website, it says most people will never get cancer, even if they have the virus. Just remember this. And I'm going to tell you in this show, I'm going to read articles. They know how to get the virus out of you without a vaccine, without surgery, without radiation, without chemo. There's actually vitamins and minerals and plants that are proven to remove and clear the HPV virus from the human body. But your medical doctor is not going to tell you. They're going to tell you you can only prevent it with a vaccine. Why? Because that's what most of the literature says to them. But if they'd go read the American Cancer Society's website, they would know that's not true. So don't believe everything your medical doctor says. Remember, I've said this many times. When a medical doctor is opening their mouth on behalf of you or your loved one, assume they're lying to you first or they're just making up shit and then leave their office, go to your home, start doing research, study the Healing for the Ages conference, go study Dr. Ely's work, Dr. Group's work, my work, and find out what's true or false. And then go pray about it. God will tell you if it's true or false for you. All right, let's continue. On the same page of the American Cancer Society, under the document titled, What Causes Cervical Cancer, in the very first paragraph, there is a link, and they have it highlighted in blue, titled, Risk Factors for Cervical Cancer. I clicked the link, and it takes you to human papillomavirus infection. Risk factors you can possibly change for getting the HPV vac uh, virus. Then I want to read these statements from the same website, cancer.org. And there is a list or actually a, an article titled risk factors you can possibly change about the human papillomavirus infection. Infection by HPV is the most important risk factor for cervical cancer, they say. That, when I said they're going to tell you, your medical doctors are going to tell you this is the number one cause for cervical cancer. Just remember, most people with this infection do not get cancer. That's what the American Cancer Society says. When you go to cancer.org and look at the document about Human papillomavirus, the first sentence is infection by the human papillomavirus is the most important risk factor for cervical cancer. 
And then I continue on the same paper. It reads and from the same website. I quote, infection with HPV is common, this virus. And in most people, the body can clear the infection by itself, period. Should I reiterate that? Infection with HPV is common in humans. And in most people, most people, that means the majority, the body can clear the infection by itself, period. Therefore, you don't need a vaccine and you're never going to be at risk in cancer, getting cancer, most of you. All right. That is the American Cancer Society. All right. Now, on the same document, the next paragraph on cancer.org, it reads, there is no current cure for HPV infection, period. Well, that's interesting. Why would you go to a medical doctor if they don't have a cure for the infection they're telling you you got? If the vaccine itself isn't a cure, and cancer treatment's not a cure, uh, and you don't have a cure medical profession, why would you go there? All right. Also, they state HPV vaccines are available. Well, I actually clicked on the link to the HPV vaccines. It directs you back to the American Cancer Society's website, and they have an article titled HPV vaccines. What is HPV? And they go into defining it. Then they have a section titled, Can a Vaccine Help Prevent HPV Infection? Can a vaccine help prevent HPV infection? As of 2020, I'm quoting, Gardasil 9 is the only HPV vaccine available in the United States of America. So there's only one vaccine for HPV to prevent cervical cancer. All of this month is going to be about, in this cervical awareness month projected by the CDC, they want you to know the only way to treat cervical cancer and cervical health disorders is getting an HPV vaccine. There is only one as of 2020 called Gardasil 9. Is the HPV testing needed before getting the vaccine? So they're asking the question, do I need to know if I have HPV before I get the vaccine? They have an emphatic short answer. No, period. We don't have to know if you got HPV or you're at risk for getting it. We just need to inject you for it. How long will the vaccine prevent HPV infection is the next question they answer at cancer.org. And it reads, I'm quoting, how long a vaccine will protect people is never known when the vaccine is first introduced. That's the answer. But their question is, how long will the vaccine prevent HPV infection for? Their actual statement is, how long a vaccine will protect people is never known when the vaccine is first introduced. We're currently doing studies to find out. Uh, okay, so they don't even know if it prevents HPV infection yet. Uh, I don't think anybody on the planet should be giving that shot. So let's learn more about this shot. They're saying is the only way to present it, prevent it. And I find it interesting they only answer their own question they published on cancer.org. Does the vaccine prevent the infection? Um, we don't really know. Okay, great. All right, so I'm going to take you guys to the CDC's own website. They have a document called the Vaccine Experience Summary, Appendix B. And this is where they list all the recommended vaccines that are in circulation in America, including Gardasil 9. And I'm looking at Gardasil 9 for HPV. They actually list what its ingredients are inside the shot. The very first ingredient listed is aluminum. Well, for all of you out there, aluminum causes neurotoxicity, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and MS. If you believe Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, and MS is right for you or your kid, give them the HPV vaccine. And just for reference, I may repeat it in this show, just for reference, the HPV vaccine, which does not prevent infection of HPV and has a published side effect to give the person HPV virus, that's a side effect of the vaccine, actually, they list, that you can actually get HPV from the vaccine. 
So they tell you to get this shot. They tell you they don't know if it prevents infection. And they tell you most people with the infection actually remove it on their own without the vaccine. So why in the hell would you give it to anybody? All right. So very first thing in it, ingredient is aluminum. Why are you injecting aluminum into people? What age do they tell people they should get the HPV vaccine? They tell boys and girls they should start at nine years old getting three of these damn shots. At nine to 12 years old is when they recommend the Gardasil shot. And they recommend multiple doses up until the age of 26. And then they say, no one should get it after 26. All right. First question is, is why do you think they're targeting children younger than 26 years old and adults younger than 26 who are not the risk factor group for getting cancer, cervical cancer? People in their 50s, 60s, 70s are the ones that are at risk for getting cervical cancer. Why are they telling teenagers and young adults to get this vaccine and then no one over 26 first ingredient is aluminum the second ingredient is polysorbate 80 now on the opposite side of this commercial break i'm going to take you through polysorbate 80 an ingredient in the hpv vaccine that they're telling you is the only way to prevent cervical cancer which it isn't i'm going to take you through what are the published side effects of polysorbate 80 that's in the hpv vaccine shot they're saying to give to your nine-year-old to 12-year-olds I will go through that entire presentation on the other side of this commercial break. Remember, tune in to Looking for Healing Radio every Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. I'm Dr. Artis. We'll be right back after these messages. The buildup of spike proteins is dangerous to your health. Global Healing's foreign protein cleanse detoxes your body, removing the spike proteins, allowing your body to repair from within. Formulated by Dr. Edward Group and by Dr. Brian Artis, Foreign Protein Cleanse targets and detoxes spike proteins in the body. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Cardiovascular disease is the leading cause of death and disability. Lifestyle changes are critical, but you can also support your heart with concentrated nutrients. Healthy Cell created heart and vascular health to support cholesterol and blood pressure with CoQ10, vitamin K2, resveratrol, and soluble fiber. And Healthy Cell's not a pill. It's a patent-pending gel you swallow. Get heart healthy. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. HealthyCell.com, code OUTLOUD for 25% off. All right, healers, welcome back. Looking for Healing Radio is also sponsored by the Energetic Health Institute, an amazing school for amazing students just like you. The best way to be free is to be healthy. Learn how at www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Holistic nutrition, fasting, detoxification, art of cellular healing, and so much more. Join the EHI family and let's make tomorrow amazing. Go to www.energetichealthinstitute.org. Go there. Also with globalhealing.com and Energetic Health Institute, you should be supporting that institution, Dr. Henry Ely and Global Healing. Uh, go ahead and go purchase Ultimate Cellular Health from GlobalHealing.com that can help you with ingredients to improve your exposure to plasmids, which are supplying venoms to the entire world, engineering bacteria and yeast to manufacture venoms. Uh, it's causing so many of the issues we are concerned about biological weapons-wise. All right, Ultimate Cellular Healing is a product there at GlobalHealing.com. Use the discount code OUTLOUD to save a percentage off of that product. All right, let's continue here. I told you before the break, we're talking about January. This is January 2024. It is Cervical Health Awareness Month per the CDC. 
So what I'm doing is making sure you're aware that what they are promoting and marketing to the world during the month of January right now is every male and female in America starting at nine years old should be getting an HPV vaccine for a virus abbreviated human papillomavirus abbreviated HPV. They state every human in America, male and female needs to get this shot to prevent a female cancer called cervical cancer in the future. The HPV vaccine uh, actually has several ingredients inside of it based on the CDC's own documents. It's called the Vaccine Excipient Summary. First ingredient is aluminum. Second biggest concerned ingredient for my sake is polysorbate 80. I want to teach you all about polysorbate 80. This is an ingredient in the HPV vaccine. I want to take you through what I know about polysorbate 80 and what's published. What is polysorbates? Polysorbates are used in cleaners and personal care products as a fragrance ingredient, an emulsifying agent, and as a surfactant. Polysorbate is treated with ethylene oxide. Then the substance is combined with fatty acids. The number following it represents the number of parts of ethylene oxide it was treated with. So it's called polysorbate 80. That's inside the HPV vaccine. That is the only way they say to prevent cervical dysplasia and cervical cancer. All right. What are polysorbates in? Polysorbates are used in personal care products, cleaning products, tampons, as well as vaccines and other medications. How to tell if a product has polysorbate 80 in it or any polysorbates. Look for these words on any product, even food items. Tween 20, PEG with a number next to it which would be PEG 100, 200, 3,000. They have 4, 10, 40, 44, 75, 80, 500, 2,000, and 4,000. PEG 80, polyethylene glycol 80. Polysorbate 20, polysorbate 80. These are all the words you're looking for. What are the health risks they have published from the website called forceofnatureclean.com? Chemical-free living. Go to forceofnature.com if you want to see this. There is a article on polysorbates and there's a, a paragraph titled risks associated with polysorbates, including polysorbate 80. That's in the HPV vaccine health concerns. I quote related to the presence of polysorbates and impurities related to this ingredient include cancer, skin allergies, developmental toxicity, and reproductive toxicity. All right. The very first thing mentioned here is polysorbate 80 is linked to causing cancer in mammals which humans are. I find that interesting since they're telling you, you need to get a shot of HPV vaccine to prevent a cancer when an ingredient in it is published and known and documented in research studies to cause cancer. Um, ask your doctor if cancer is right for you when they're trying to prevent cancer with a vaccine. They don't even know. And one, the next sentence reads, one of the biggest concerns regarding polysorbates is the presence of carcinogens. Huh cancer-causing agents. All right, so then I decided to go look up what else is published in the literature about polysorbate 80. I found an article from 2002. The author is Ford or George Cruder. It's in a medical journal called Bentham Science. The name of the article, Transport of Drugs Across the Blood-Brain Barrier by Nanoparticles. Transport of Drugs Across the Blood-Brain Barrier by Nanoparticles. Now, nothing in the title says polysorbidity, so I decided to read the article. The first sentence reads, poly nanoparticles, poly means many, many nanoparticles coated 
with polysorbate 80 enable the transport of a number of drugs across the blood brain barrier into the brain following intravenous injection. All right. Now what's a vaccine? It's an injection. They're telling you here that polysorbate 80 punches holes in the blood brain barrier to deliver drugs to the brain. Now the blood brain barrier, if none of y'all know what that is, it's the most dense protective tissue in the human body, even stronger than bone. And it covers your entire brain and spinal cord. And it's supposed to be there to prevent chemicals we're exposed to, bugs and parasites and viruses and venoms that we get in our body. It's supposed to protect us from allowing neurological damage to happen by blocking and defending pathogens and toxins from getting to the brain. Well, polysorbate 80 punches holes in the blood-brain barrier. And that's what it does. Now your brain is exposed to all kinds of trauma. All right, so if polysorbate 80 punches holes in the blood-brain barrier, what diseases are related to holes being produced in the blood-brain barrier? And I went to Sage Journals, and there's an article from 2012. It's titled Neurological Diseases in Relationship to the Blood-Brain Barrier. So these are brain diseases that have a relationship with a damaged blood-brain barrier. This is all about the HPV vaccine. Inside of the HPV vaccine is an ingredient that damages the blood-brain barrier. And they want you to inject this into your 9-year-old to 26-year-old males and females throughout the entire country. First sentence of this research paper in 2012 reads, Disruption of the blood-brain barrier has an important part in cell damage in brain disorders, including acute and chronic blood clots and strokes, brain trauma, multiple sclerosis, brain tumors, and brain infections. All right, so an ingredient inside the HPV vaccine that they tell you is the only thing we got to prevent cervical cancer. This is Cervical Cancer Awareness Month. There's an ingredient in the shot they're telling you you got to get in every 9-year-old to 12-year-old starting in America that this ingredient causes damage to the blood-brain barrier, which will lead to blood clots and strokes in the brain, brain traumas, multiple sclerosis, brain tumors, and brain infections. I am going to sarcastically ask you, if your MD says that your child needs to get an HPV vaccine, I want you to ask your doctor, ask them, you, you think my kids should get an HPV vaccine? Yes. Do you know that polysorbate 80 is in that shot? He's going to go, no, and then ask them, are you aware that polysorbate 80 is actually implicated in causing strokes, multiple sclerosis, brain tumors, and brain infections? And then ask your doctor if brain infections, brain cancers are right for your child when they want to give you the HPV vaccine. All right, now. The next sentence in this research article reads, the neurovascular unit, abbreviated NVU, forms the interface between the blood in your body and the brain's tissues. This is what protects toxins in the blood from getting to the brain. It's called the neurovascular unit. It's just another layer of the blood-brain barrier. So the neurovascular unit forms the interface between the blood in the person's body and your brain. Now, I'm going to focus on the neurovascular unit because there are defined neurological disorders with disruption of the neurovascular unit that is a part of the blood-brain barrier. And I'm going to read these to you. These are published. They know polysorbate 80 damages the blood-brain barrier and will cause these disorders. They publish it. All right, so here's some of those diseases. Now, ask yourself if you think any of these are right for your child. I don't know how many of you have children and thought, man, I really wish they'd have a disease. I wonder what disease my child will have. Would you celebrate that? 
I don't think so. All right. So HPV vaccines are known to damage the blood-brain barrier. Damage of the neurovascular unit of the blood-brain barrier creates multiple sclerosis, which is autoimmunity with infections and trauma, meningitis, inflammation of all your brain tissue, encephalitis, swelling of the brain, and then traumatic brain injury, including edema and hemorrhage, which is strokes and, and uh, uh, coming brain dead, potentially. Amyloid angiopathy. Now, I want to explain this one. Polysorbate 80 damages the blood-brain barrier, and it leads to diseases of amyloid angiopathy. Do you guys know, listening to this radio show, what are some of the diseases that they attribute amyloid angiopathy to? Alzheimer's disease. Polysorbate 80 damages the blood-brain barrier. Damage to the blood-brain barrier leads to multiple sclerosis, meningitis, encephalitis, traumatic brain injury, and Alzheimer's. Ask your doctor when they tell you your child needs the HPV vaccine. Ask them if any of these neurological diseases are right for your child. Blood-brain barrier disruption and multiple sclerosis. Polysorbate 80 causes multiple sclerosis. Multiple sclerosis is a disease of young adults that begins with inflammation in the venules. I just want y'all to know, when you go to the medical literature and look up Look up the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. They have an, a, an article titled, What Causes MS? This is the National Multiple Sclerosis Society. I just took you through research that polysorbate 80 in the HPV vaccines causes blood-brain damage leading to MS. When you go to the National Multiple Sclerosis Society's website, they have a, an article titled, What Causes MS? When you get to the paragraph that has a bolded title, causes of multiple sclerosis the very first sentence reads we do not know for certain what causes multiple sclerosis period well all of you out in the audience your medical doctors don't have a clue what causes ms but you do polysorbate 80 is published to actually cause it i don't know why medical doctors don't do research read the research you have scientists in labs discovering tragic info like polysorbate 80 in vaccines causes Blood-brain barrier disruption leads to MS and other type of brain tumors and brain diseases. But the medical literature and these associations that are getting funding to research the causes of MS, they don't know what causes MS. Very interesting. We do not know for certain what causes MS. Well, I can tell you, polysorbate 80 does it. The HPV vaccine will do it. All right, we're going to continue here. Blood-brain disruption in a ALS. Do you all know what ALS is? Amyotrophic lateral sclerosis. That's ALS is Lou Gehrig's disease. Did you know blood-brain barrier disruption leads to Lou Gehrig's disease? Have you ever had a child or grandchild and thought, man, I hope they get all Lou Gehrig's disease one day? Well, if you don't think that way, avoid the HPV vaccine. Disruption of the blood-brain barrier and blood-spinal cord barrier was seen in the areas of motor neuron degeneration in ALS mammals, humans, and mice. When you go to the Mayo Clinic, I'm looking at the Mayo Clinic's website right now. They have an entire article on amyotrophic lateral sclerosis, abbreviated ALS, otherwise known as Lou Gehrig's disease. The Mayo Clinic. Everybody respects the Mayo Clinic. If you ever heard of Ryan Cole, he went to the Mayo Clinic. Now, if you go to the section under the Mayo Clinic about ALS, Lou Gehrig's disease, in the, the actual area, they have a paragraph titled Causes. It actually says... For 90% of people with ALS, we have no idea what causes it. Now I'll read it verbatim. 
For about 10% of people with ALS, a genetic cause can be identified. For the rest, that's 90% of all Lou Gehrig sufferers, the cause is not known, period. All right, so 90% of people with Lou Gehrig's, you have no idea why you got it. I can tell you. I guarantee you got a shot. All the flu shots, by the way, five out of the nine of them have polysorbate 82. Avoid it like the plague. It'll cause your loved one to have ALS, multiple sclerosis, and brain tumors. Polysorbate 80 will. All right, now if we go to... Another disease caused by blood-brain barrier damage from polysorbate 80 is vascular cognitive impairment. It will reduce how well your brain will work when you damage the blood-brain barrier. What is polysorbate 80 and why should you avoid it? This is from the goodhuman.com website. Did you know that polysorbate 80 is not only in VPN vaccines, it's actually inside of ice cream and a lot of processed foods? Polysorbate 80, in this article on the goodhuman.com, they reference studies... And provide the quotes, polysorbate 80 is linked to Crohn's disease and one of the reasons why Crohn's disease is becoming more common. Huh. All right, well, if you're going to inject it into your teenager, 9-year-old to 12-year-old, and then your child in your teenage years has a lot of uh, symptoms of, of gastric pain, abdominal pain, and the diagnosis of Crohn's, polysorbate 80 did it. Polysorbate 80, I'm going to continue reading here in this article. From thegoodhuman.com, polysorbate 80 also links to a variety of systemic responses, adverse effects in medication formulas, serious adverse events, pain, erythema, and thrombophlebitis. This is blood clots in your brain, in your lungs. Polysorbate 80 may contribute to liver damage. It continues. Should we be worried about polysorbate 80 in our food and processed foods and in vaccines? Well, this is what it says. Polysorbate 80 is slightly flammable to flammable in presence of heat. Well, why would you inject something that's flammable, like gasoline or kerosene? Why would you put something flammable in a vaccine to inject it inside of you? Ask your doctor if kerosene is right for you. Slightly hazardous polysorbidity in case of skin contact. Oh, that's interesting. It's slightly hazardous. Why are we injecting it into the skin of our children if it is? It may cause... Adverse reproductive effects based on animal test data. By the way, they test everything on animals because animals have the same reactions as humans. We're all mammals. So they test mammal animals because they all have the same organs, same cells, same genetic material, and they react the same way to poisons. That's why they test everything on animals first before humans. So in animal studies, they found out it affects reproductive efforts. It causes cancer based on animal studies. There are many published studies that analyze polysorbate 80. There are suggested ones that it causes infertility. So ask your doctor if infertility is right for your children. Also, it destroys the size of the ovaries in the uterus and results in infertility. Ask your doctor if your pubescent child should have a drug injected inside of them that can cause them to be infertile and have reproductive issues in the future. If they tell you, yes, you should still get it after knowing that, you now know your medical doctor is okay with the depopulation agenda and infertility agenda worldwide. It is seen to accelerate female rats. It, it, polysorbate 80, when injected into rats, they were able to show that it increases the speed at which they mature. You ever heard of children in America reaching puberty early? It's inside your vaccines for children. Most of them have polysorbate 80. All right, so it accelerates the maturation of female rats and results in deformities of the ovaries. Polysorbate 80 does in the HPV vaccine. These effects were demonstrated in newborn mice when injected with polysorbate 80. It is certainly a concern when we consider that some vaccines contain polysorbate 80. That is a direct quote out of this article. 
Polysorbate 80 is also found in flu shots. Fluad, Fluerix, Flucelvax, and Flulaval all have polysorbate 80, and they tell every American you need to get this shot from the year you're born, starting at six months old. Everybody should get a flu shot until you're you're buried in the dirt of America from the day you're born on American soil to you're buried into the soil. You need to get a flu shot every single year. You need a dose of polysorbate 80 every single year. Wonder why there's so many neurological disorders in America. All right. There's a paper from 2015 talking about polysorbate 80. This is what they publish. Relat I'm quoting, relatively low concentrations of polysorbate 80, like the amount in a vaccine, induces obesity and metabolic syndrome and promotes robust colitis, stomach inflammation in mice. We are going to go further into the polysorbate 80 narrative issue because this is cervical Disease Awareness Month, and you might as well know what they're going to tell you is the only thing you can do to prevent cervical diseases is to get an HPV vaccine. That vaccine causes neurological damage, brain tumors, strokes. It, it Now, I'm going to quote here, it actually reads that the broad use of polysorbate 80, this is directly out of the Good Human article, may be contributing to an increased societal incidence, society incidence of obesity and other chronic inflammatory diseases like Crohn's disease and celiac disease. Did you know that polysorbate 80 and the HPV vaccines and all the flu shots cause obesity in your children and in you? Did you know that, that that chemical does it? Well, now you do. You'll learn more from me, Dr. Artis, on Looking for Healing Radio right after these messages. Changing the world one person at a time. Here, we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. We know that if America fails, the world will fail. It is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with oxy powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why oxy powder is our number one seller. It works. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. 
All right, welcome back, healers. I'm Dr. Artis. This segment's being brought to you by The Dr. Artis Show. Go to thedrartistshow.com, subscribe to our newsletter, become an Artist Club member if you'd like. I spend once a month, I get to spend time with each of my uh, Artist Club members who pay a monthly fee or annual fee to spend time with me. Uh, you also get additional benefits, uh, discounts on every product on our website, free returns, all kinds of stuff. If you want to participate in that, go to artists, the drartistshow.com, share some of your life with me. All right. Now, polysorbate 80, that's an ingredient in HPV vaccines. I want to continue here. It has been proven that it and has been published by scientists. They know in all animal studies and human studies that polysorbate 80 in our processed foods and in vaccines are contributing to an increased society incidence of obesity and what they call metabolic syndrome. So what is obesity or metabolic syndrome caused by polysorbate 80? Metabolic syndrome is a clustering of at least three of the following medical conditions. You have abdominal, abdominal obesity, high blood pressure, high blood sugar, high triglycerides, and low good cholesterol, they call HDL cholesterol. If you have any of those three, you have metabolic syndrome. Why is this important? They publish in the United States about 25% of all of the adults have metabolic syndrome. So bait 80 in your shots and flu shots causes this. The syndrome is thought to be caused, I'm reading, as an underlying disorder of energy energy utilization and storage. And then it they actually say this, metabolic syndrome. The cause of this syndrome is an area of ongoing medical research. They don't even know what causes all these overweight people in America to be obese and have metabolic syndrome. Polysorbate 80 can do it. Polysorbate 80 does do it. Damage to your blood-brain barrier leads to it. So avoid the HPV vaccines and the flu shots like the plague. Now, just so y'all know, this, this metabolic syndrome, also created by an ingredient in the HPV vaccine, they state approximately 20 to 25% of the world's population has the cluster of risk factors of metabolic syndrome. In 2000, the year 2000, approximately 32% of the United States had metabolic syndrome. In more recent years, they say it's climbed to 34%. So over a third of the Americans have it. That means there's 330 million Americans. That means there's over 100 million Americans that have this condition. They're all getting flu shots and HPV vaccines as teenagers. Ask your doctor if metabolic syndrome and obesity are right for your child. Also, did you know that polysorbate has been proven to actually allow E. coli bacteria to get inside the cells of your intestines and create Crohn's disease? Did you know that? Don't eat it. Don't inject it. Polysorbate 80, avoid it. It is absolutely proven to lead to Crohn's disease. Polysorbate 80. Polysorbate 80 has another name. It has several names, actually. Polyoxyethylene-20-sorbitin monolaurate is another name for uh, polysorbate 80. And I found in the medical journal DNA and Cell Biology, I found that this ingredient, polysorbate 80, inside your HPV vaccines, they publish that this ingredient, polysorbate 80, shows considerable DNA cleavages or cutting in polysorbate-80-treated cells compared with untreated cells. Now, everybody around the world has been angry that these mRNA vaccines for COVID might damage our DNA. Did you know that inside the flu vaccines and inside the HPV vaccine for cervical cancer risk prevention, did you know that there's an ingredient inside of there that they know causes DNA damage? And it's published to do that, and it's in the DNA and cell biology journal, medical journal, from 2013, they've known this for 10 years. Now, polysorbate 80 was also an ingredient in the Johnson & Johnson shot for COVID. And how much cancer blood clots did we see as a result? Polysorbate 80 does that stuff. 
All right. They continue in this article that DNA fragmentation tests showed that DNA damage occurred, and this can only happen when the cell dies. So it's creating cell death. It seems that both the increase of free toxic radicals and direct interactions of polysorbate 80 may be two significant possible reasons for this genotoxicity effect, which results in cell death. In summary, they report in this article from DNA and Cell Biology, polysorbate 80 has the capability of interaction with DNA and treated cells and results in DNA damage and fragmentation. Therefore, it can be concluded that polysorbate 80 inhibits the growth of both normal cell lines and cancer cell lines by inducing cell death. Ask your doctor if killing cells in your body and your child's body is right for them. They continue here. Uh, let me keep reading. Considering the results of this study, polysorbate 80 should be used with some precautions as an emulsifier in food and pharmaceutical industries like vaccines. For instance, they continue in terms of its cancer-causing potential. Ask your doctor if the HPV vaccine to prevent cervical cancer in the future as they propagandize to you. Ask them if cancer is right for your child. The thing they're trying to prevent, they have an ingredient that causes cancer. Interesting. The NIH has a paper, food additives provoke inflammation, colon cancer in mice. Those food additives, what are they talking about? The article on the NIH's website right now titled, Food Additives Promote Inflammation, Colon Cancer in Mice. It's November 22nd, 2016 on the National Institutes of Health's website. It reads, the team-fed mice standard chow, the team-fed mice normal food, and either plain drinking water or water with 1% of the commonly used dietary ingredient, polysorbate 80. This dose was designed to model the diets of people who eat large amounts of processed foods. What did they find? Mice fed the polysorbate 8 B water, developed inflammation, and impaired glucose metabolism, diabetes. The researchers next tested a chemically induced model of colitis-associated cancer. So they induced cancer, and when given a cancer agent, mice fed polysorbate 80 for 90 days had greater intestinal inflammation and tumor development than mice that didn't get the polysorbate 80. So if you have an immune suppression issue, cancer risk, you get polysorbate 80 injected inside of you, you will develop more cancer tumors. The intestinal epithelial cells of mice fed polysorbate 80 also had higher levels of both cell death and growth, leading to polyps and tumors. Increased cell turnover is known to play a role in tumor development. End quote. Polysorbate 80 causes cancer, even in the colon, and the NIH knows it, and it's inside your HPV vaccine for children. Ask your doctor if HPV vaccines with polysorbate 80 that causes obesity, Crohn's disease, ulcerative colitis, and colon cancer is right for you and your teenager. I want to continue here. The next ingredient inside the HPV vaccine that they're trying to tell you is the only thing they're making you aware of for the Cervical Cancer Awareness Month or Cervical Disease Awareness Month of January. The first ingredient listed is aluminum. There's an article from 2018 titled Entry and Deposit of Aluminum into the Brain. Aluminum, they state, first sentence, aluminum as a known neurotoxin contributes to cognitive dysfunction and may contribute to Alzheimer's disease. Oh my God, now there's two ingredients in the HPV vaccine that can cause Alzheimer's in you and your kids. It's also in the flu shot, so avoid them. There have been three routes by which aluminum, they continue, could enter the brain. From systemic circulation in your blood, it can be absorbed. 
Aluminum fluxes into the brain across the blood-brain barrier. Remember, polysorbate 80 damages that. So now you have polysorbate 80 that damages the blood-brain barrier. You have aluminum in the shot also. Now aluminum can get to the brain. And it risks some factors such as the increasing the blood-brain barrier permeability or punching holes in the blood-brain barrier can promote aluminum to enter the brain. And they continue. The redistribution of that aluminum out of the brain is slow. So aluminum can stay deposited in the brain for a long time. Every Alzheimer's patient has aluminum buildup in their brain. It takes a long time to get it out. Even if they're not trying, it ain't ever leaving. There's a second article on the new the National Institutes of Health's website. It's titled, Is Aluminum Exposure a Risk Factor for Neurological Diseases? I am quoting the second sentence from the study. Aluminum is related with many brain diseases, including Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, and multiple sclerosis. Ask your doctor if they want to inject your child with Gardasil, which is the only HPV vaccine on earth. Ask them if injecting them with aluminum and polysorbate 80 that causes neurological diseases, cancers, and obesity is right for your kid. It ain't right for my kid, so I've always avoided these. All right. Now, this is Cervical Health Awareness Month. Audience, would you like to know what the real proven research has shown are the natural things you can do that can prevent cervical cancer and cervical diseases? Because there's tons of studies about it. The HPV vaccine does not prevent infection from the HPV. HPV does not cause cancer in everybody that gets it. In fact, the majority of people that get that infection never get cancer. So why would you ever encourage everybody and make them feel guilty for not getting it to get the HPV vaccine if you can clear it on your own, the virus. All right, so in the, an article titled The Role of Micronutrients, Minerals and Vitamins in Human Papillomavirus Infection, Cervical Dysplasia, and Cervical Cancer. This is in a medical journal titled Healthcare. All right, now this article was published in... Actually, I don't see the date on that slide. Actually, I don't know the date on this. All right, this is in Healthcare Magazine or online magazine, I'm going to skip into the third section. They're going to get into the vitamins and minerals, and I'm going to read to you what they have published. They know are the outcomes of using vitamins and minerals. When I said that the Dr. Artist Show is sponsoring this segment, each of the vitamins and minerals I'm about to read through are on the Dr. Artist Show's website. So go get them if you're worried about preventing, clearing HPV infection. If you've been told you have HPV, for the love of God, share this radio show. If, those, if you know people who have been diagnosed with it, are worried about getting cancer in the future, you can totally eliminate it. Send them this show. I have the research studies. They can also go to the doctorartistshow.com and download this PDF that I've created with all this information about how to beat cervical disorders and diseases. All right, this whole presentation is under patient resources. All the documents are free there at the doctorartistshow.com. Patient resources, look up cervical health 101. That is my free download of this entire presentation. All right, vitamin C is the first thing I'm going to discuss here. Decades ago, directly out of this research paper, they state decades ago, a researcher named Brockett found that a high intake of vitamin C, more than 280 milligrams a day, provided a significant protective effect against cervical cancer. It continues, the association between vitamin C and HPV virus infection was investigated in a case-controlled study by Gaiano who found a decreased persistence of HPV virus in just 10, 12 months in women with the highest intake of vitamin C. So this guy figured out, Galliano, 
figured out that the higher, if you take vitamin C every single day, at least 20, 280 milligrams, I recommend a minimum of a thousand every single day of vitamin C. When you take that amount within 12 months, there was a significant reduction in HPV virus in the body of these females. To conclude on the vitamin C topic, I'm reading verbatim from the research studies. There is consistent evidence regarding the protective role of high dietary intake of vitamin C against cervical cancer and HPV infections. According to these results, low levels of vitamin C have been found in patients with cervical cancer compared to controls who don't have cancer. And a lower risk of HPV virus infection has been associated with higher levels of vitamin C supplementation. Go to the Dr. Artist Show. I have immune C that has vitamin C in it. Also, zinc is the next micronutrient that they're telling you has been proven to prevent cancer of the cervix and cervical dysplasia and HPV infection. Under section 3.2 in this article, under zinc, I'm quoting specific sentences. Moreover, it has been shown to induce cell death in malignant cells in prostate cancer, ovarian cancer, and colon cancer. Zinc does that. Relevant studies are summarized in table S2. Grail, which is a researcher, reported a decreased zinc in the blood level in cervical cancer patients. Consistent with the results of an Indian study in which zinc was significantly lower in cervical cancer patients compared with healthy controls or patients. I decided to go to that study. I wanted to see, I actually read in this paper that there was a study done where they took zinc, zinc citrate and had the own women who were diagnosed with cervical cancer, or HPV infection, HPV infection of the virus. They actually shot a solution of zinc vaginally and they tested it to see, does it reduce the amount of HPV virus period? So this is in the medical journal titled Gynecologic Oncology, so Cancer Studies of Reproductive Organs. The title of the study from 2011 reads, A Pilot Study to Investigate the Treatment of Cervical Human Papillomavirus Infection with Zinc Compounds. And I'm reading directly of what their objective was. In this study, they said, We wanted to study the potential therapeutic effects of zinc in women infected with high-risk human papillomavirus. What did they find? They tested 194 women, all of which had HPV virus in them. The, the HPV test was done, and they wanted to make sure that these individuals had HPV infection and had no cancer. That's what they did. What they did is give them zinc vaginally for them to insert into their body for 12 weeks straight, twice a week, for 12 weeks only, so that's 24 total doses in 12 weeks. These were the results. The 12 For 12 weeks, zinc citrate solution treatment resulted in the elimination of HPV virus in 49 of the 76 women. Compared to the spontaneous clearance in the control group, which was 15%, individuals who did zinc intravaginally twice a week 64% of all of them had all of their HPV virus removed from their entire body simply by supplementing zinc. What was the conclusion of the study? Results of this study showed for the first time that treatment with intravaginal infusion of zinc compound can result in elimination of HPV infection from the uterine cervix. Also, oral oral vitamin or sorry, zinc supplementation has been proven to do that too. They've also published that vitamin D intake 
and cervical cancer. They did a control study in Japan. They found an inverse association between vitamin D intake and invasive cervical cancer. So the more vitamin D they supplemented, the low or higher the levels of vitamin D in their blood, the less likely they had cervical cancer. So there is a direct correlation between vitamin D and cervical cancer. If you want to know what the dose was, they did a trial with 58 women diagnosed with cervical cancer, gave them 50,000 international units of vitamin D3 supplements. And after six months, more women on the vitamin D group showed regression of cervical cancer compared to the placebo group. 50,000 IUs of vitamin D. There's one more thing that they have published. Did you know quercetin is published? There's a study out of Springer Link titled Quercetin and Cervical Cancer, A View of a Great Scope. I'm going to read this verbatim. Quercetin is a plant compound with a great number of beneficial properties, which increases the level of sanitation and act, acts as a preventative agent are not of its capabilities. However, what quercetin is capable of is preventing the cancer from progressing, progressing in cervical cancer patients. Cell proliferation, growth, visibility, viability, survival, and migration are just a limited number of cellular processes which are prone to be affected by quercetin. All right, so I've given you just a few here highlights. And the last one I would recommend, uh, just so you know, is selenium at 1.2 milligrams. Selenium, you can get that at the Dr. Artist Show too, 1.2 milligrams. They typically come in 200 microgram doses. All right, this is going to wrap up our Looking Feeling Radio. There are two other all-natural products that are proven to prevent and reverse and cure cervical cancer and cervical dysplasia. I have them linked in this document. You can go to the drartistshow.com, go to patient resources, and click the, the box, the little blue box that says Cervical Health 101. All right, I am Dr. Brian Artis. This is Looking for Healing Radio. Remember, the only medicine is natural medicine because natural medicine first does no harm. There's so much we have to unlearn. I'm ungrateful to be able to unlearn it with you so we can learn something much better, something filled with love, logic, and light. Healer, you are a being of light. So remember that when you're looking for healing, to always look within first. May God, the Almighty and author of all things, shine his divine light upon His upon us, everyone we love, and surround us in his protection and warm embrace. I'm Dr. Artis. Tune in every Monday through Friday. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time for Looking for Healing Radio. Join me, Dr. Ely, Dr. Schmidt, and Nicola Burnett. We love you. We're grateful for you. We will see you tomorrow. <laughs>